One of the things we want to talk to uh, today's topic about is really about um, leaders leading. And it's it's something that uh, is a topic that is so important. Uh, you know, everything does rise and fall on leadership. And so we'll, uh, we'll unpack that a little bit and do that with uh, Annie and uh, talk about this whole concept of leaders leading. Your life, your journey starts now. Welcome to Journey. Welcome back. Today we're going to have another interesting conversation. I'm sitting here. This is Leanne. I'm sitting here with Jeff and Annie. And... Uh, First, we want to welcome Jeff, because I'm quite interested to hear about the topic today. Can you share a little bit about your background? What led you to this topic? Well, uh, this is actually a topic about life and ministry and relational growth and all that stuff, which is kind of a weird topic for me because I'm a marketing guy. Um, And so you think, well, what does marketing have to do with uh, journey coaching or relationships or uh, people growing in their emotional and spiritual and physical uh, health, you know. But uh, I guess it, 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 the common thing with marketing is, uh, and the definition of marketing is you're trying to meet the needs of a consumer. Well, if you take the word consumer out of there and you say, well, marketing, we're trying to meet the needs of people. And what greater need do people have than healthy relationships? There's not many. So uh, really just a, a quick synopsis of my background. I, uh, I grew up in the car business. I uh, swore I'd never get into the car business. I went away and got a degree in marketing. I worked at a very large ad agency. I worked in radio and TV media. I had a marketing consulting company. And... Uh, Got back into the car business, and so that was like 27 years ago. It seems like seven years ago, but 27 years ago. And uh, through all this, uh, even though my day job was in these different marketing kind of arenas, I've always had a heart for uh, the local church and and for Jesus. I kind of was an easy sell. It's like uh, when I was a kid, I even remember, yeah, you know, there's a God. I'm not it. And Jesus is like who he says he was. And uh, uh, I got that. So, you know, there's a, and I get it. There's a lot of people out there that really uh, have a lot of questions and, and, and they haven't crossed the line of faith. But I was sort of that uh, easy, simple line of faith crosser at an early age. So anyway, uh, in terms of my background then, so I've uh, been around church world for a long time. And so kind of one sort of uh, app that was open in my life was this marketing thing. The other app that was sort of open in my life is Church World. And sort of these things kind of came together and collided. And that's where uh, kind of this stuff has bubbled up to the surface and uh, where I just have helped journey sort of uh, been birthed over the last five plus years. So Let me interrupt you real quick. Um, so now we're talking about marketing and we're talking about things like this and car dealerships. But the big surprise here is that we're really going to be talking to pastors today. So pastors, right. church right. leaders, we're inviting you to lean in and hear a little more about a topic. And so I'll kind of leave that up to you to inter- introduce it. Well, and before I introduce that, maybe we should introduce uh, Annie here. 
who uh, I've gotten to know and my wife and I have gotten to know over the last probably, what, sure. six, seven, eight months. And uh, Annie brings a perspective of, uh, well, I'll let Annie kind of introduce herself. She can tell her own perspective. <laughs> tell a little bit about myself. Yeah. You know, I too have a heart for, you know, the people, God's people in the church. But, um, you know, being a church, perch, church person myself, you know, I've recognized that there's something that there's a hole that needs to be filled where connection has been lost or missed and something that in the church world we're craving, just like the rest of us are craving is just the desire for connection and desire for fulfillment being around God's people. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Welcome Annie as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So one of the things then that that's really been uh, on my heart over the years is just uh, a love and a care for people because uh, again, whether it's marketing, whether it's church, whatever. I mean, people do matter, and so uh, one of the things we want to talk to uh, today's topic about is really about um, leaders leading, and it's it's something that uh, is a topic that is so important. Uh, you know, everything does rise and fall on leadership. And so we'll uh, we'll unpack that a little bit and do that with uh, Annie and uh, talk about this whole concept of leaders leading. That sounds like a great topic. I'm ready to get going on that. Um, so let's talk about what leadership is, kind of talking about different kind of leadership. Um, Can you break down the difference between leadership and pastoring? Right, right, right. And so this again is is something that uh, if you're not in uh, if you're not a church person, hang in there because you may get some insights on uh, uh, you know how the church can be better and what it how it might attract you more. Maybe it might even help you to understand why maybe you've walked away from the church a little bit. So let's unpack this a little bit between leadership and pastoring. So there's a lot of really, really sweet, a lot of really good hearted, a lot of really wonderful pastors. Uh, out in the world. Uh, most pastors uh, feel a call and they go into the ministry because uh, they might be teachers. They might be more of that mercy, have that mercy gift, uh, that caring gift where they say, boy, we really want to come alongside people and they're hurt. Um, more of that shepherding gift. So you've got these teachers, you've got these shepherds, they get into uh, local churches and then they're also required to be organizational leaders. And they don't do a lot of teaching about that in seminary. In fact, most seminaries do very little teaching about that. On the other hand, in the marketplace, you've got uh, some very strong organizational leaders. And uh, So one thing that I've heard it said, the difference between shepherding, pastoring, and leadership is that Pastors are really focused on soul care and the care of individuals, the care of people. However, leaders are focused on organizational care or structure where, you know, they take on the organization, the things that need to get done. And they're the driving force behind that. So they're driving almost in two separate directions. One is focused on soul and one is focused on task. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So. Uh, and, and there's another challenge that comes into play there is if you've got a very strong organizational leader, they're looking at mission. It's like, you know, what 
is the next big hill that we're going to identify and then build a team around and then move forward on. And that's very different than than that pastoral shepherd kind of person. You know, they're going to look at each person and look at their hurts. And so you come down to you've got these very two different uh, personalities. You know, God's wired these two different people very differently. And how do they serve together? And by wiring, you mean strengths. Well, I'm just mean overall, yeah, wiring. So the strengths, the weaknesses, uh, yeah. So how it's sort of a neat, I've heard it said that's sort of cool is, you know, I would love a pastor there after the battle's over, but I don't want the pastor leading me into battle. And so it's how does that organizational leader who's ready to, you know, go into that next battle or, or reach that next uh, initiative and really move that out well, how, does those, how do those people work together? And oh, that's a real challenge. What do you think that means when somebody says, I don't necessarily want a pastor to lead me into battle? Like, what does that look like practically? Well, the reality is, if you look at most churches out there, um, we as people that go to church pay pastors to, to lead and to do a lot of things, right? Because it's like, okay, pastor, teach me, care for me, marry me, bury me, <laughs> baptize me, uh, you know, lead me, administrate all this stuff that's going on. So it's about a, a 150 hour a week job, you know, if it's done well, which is a little hard to do for one mm-hmm. person. <laughs> and not only is that, not only is that a 150 hour a week job, it also draws on such diverse skill sets right. is what you're saying exactly. that it, it's, it's difficult for one person to kind of traverse the whole entire yeah. skill set that that needs to have happen. Yeah. And that's the model, but you know, again, sort of in the world, that's the model that typically keeps being worked. And so for the people out there that don't go to church and they're continuing to drive by these church buildings, it's just showing that it's not really working that well. I mean, we have to sort of be kind of uh, leadership starts with defining reality. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reality is if you take a city like we're in here, uh, the size of our community is probably, let's say, the surrounding community, 150,000 people. And if you take the number of churches and if each church has, you know, 50 or 100 people and you add them all up, you know, you ain't going to get anywhere near 150,000 people or engaged actively in their churches. I mean, it's maybe, you know, 10 or 15 or 20. It's not the majority, let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. And so I think what the call to action here is, okay, guys, well, let's look at doing something differently to better go reach people and help Mm -hmm. them grow. Uh, Again, kind of going back to this marketing thing, if there's a need, let's, you know, try to meet it and do something about it. Um, So let's do something differently if we want something different to happen. So practical speaking, what does it look like if a leader is leading in the church so that the pastor is shepherding? Like what do those two roles look like if they are worked out in action? Well, a leader is an interesting thing because a leader is sort of one of these people uh, that kind of doesn't do any one thing super well (laughs) when you think about it, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, other than lead. You know, 
let's just look at, at a simple thing. So for instance, if you are leading an organization and uh, that organization uh, has uh, some, uh, has a building and you walk up to the building and the doors are falling off of it, you know, uh, the windows are falling off, the doors are locked, whatever. That's not good, right? Well, he doesn't necessarily, or she doesn't have to, you know, go and unlock the door and make sure everything's in its proper place and the windows actually function, the air conditioning works. But you need that person that's really uh, has that skill set that can do that. So it is about building, it is about building teams. And it's just a very key thing that that person is able to build teams very well and to encourage and motivate. And uh, so I forgot what the question was. <laughs> pra practical speaking. Oh, what is leaders leading in shepherd or like pastors pastor. shepherding? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it also comes down to the fact that uh, we have to look at, let's say that uh, pastor who is working lots and lots of hours, you know, how do we help that person out? Well, there's a lot of us. And uh, I hope some of you out there really connect with this right now because there's a lot of us, uh, it doesn't necessarily be marketing, but a lot of those marketplace guys out there who have sat in pews for a lot of years and listened to a lot of messages and patted a lot of pastors on the back and said, hey, nice job. And maybe if they've been fortunate enough to... Uh, you know, be well-resourced, you know, given lots of money uh, to churches and to hire more staff. But it's like, well, ought we not change that model? And ought then a few, and there's probably not a lot out there, but there's a few people who have the spiritual gift of leadership who have uh, proven marketplace experience. I mean, they just, you can tell, they just like, when they ask people to move, people move. They got people around mm -hmm. them, right? They're growing things. Mm -hmm. And they've got healthy families. Because that's another thing that this model can fall down all of a sudden, this sort of hypothesis thought of leaders leading, this, this pilot thing we're looking at can fall down. And you can think of people right now, nationally known people, and they can take that next mountain and they can move that next initiative. But you look at their personal life, at their character, and it's just a wreck. <laughs> so, like, that's not good. Well, I think that's biblical, too. You know, you look at examples in the Bible right. where, you know, the um, elders, you know, what are they doing? What does their home life look like? What is their relationship with their spouse look like? Exactly. And then they're the ideal spot yeah. for the leaders who have you know, managing their family well. Right. And there's a sweetness about how they act and interact with people. There's yeah. like, there's a sweetness there. So for the call to action here is then for those uh, gentlemen to step out of the pews and into that leadership role. Again, it's different. So people are like, well, we don't do that. Like we just, again, we pay. But there's some of these proven people that they can just do this on a volunteer basis, right? They're resourced well enough. Mm -hmm. They have time. I know a guy, actually, he's had his own business for years, decades. Uh, his name's Tom. Tom, if you're listening, 
get on board, man. Let's go. <laughs> but Tom gets done work. I mean, he goes in the morning. He's done by like 12 or 1 o'clock every day. So he runs a multi-million dollar business, and he does it like part-time. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these folks have that uh, margin where they can actually go and they can serve uh, a church, another organization, a ministry, and do it really well, mm-hmm. and do it really well. So that's really the first step. So, so that organizational leader needs to step out and say, uh, I'm really going to uh, utilize the gifts that God has given me for the local church, which is just uh, just so needed. And it, I think it comes back to, you know, we're supposed to be the body of Christ and we're right. supposed to be the body of Christ. We're working out of our strengths and our God-given gifts and talents. And one of a God-given gift or talent is the gift of leadership. Right. Whereas, you know, the gift of shepherding is a different gift. And if we're all in the body of Christ and we're all utilizing our God-given um, spiritual gifts that he's given us, we are working together to be the body of Christ where not one person is carrying the whole weight because not everybody right. can be the head or the arms or the feet. We all need to stand up in the gifts we're given and right. utilize those so that the church is a good example right. of Christ. Now here's the challenge though, is as I've been sort of starting to cast out this vision and talk to different people about it, and it's 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 so so sort of the concept overall is you know get into the game right the game of you know using your gifts the game of life really get into the game right well right now the model says the pastor is really carrying that ball so if you can imagine this football and the you know the pastor has it and he's got it right he's been hired he's he's been trained he's a seminary guy he's he's gone to a lot of school and and uh, he's got the ball and. Uh, I remember this one conversation. This was years and years ago. We were offering to do this one event for a pastor, you know, to help him out because he couldn't. He re- it just didn't work out. So we said, well, we'll do this. So a bunch of us started talking, laid out, well, we could do this and then this could happen. But halfway through that conversation or, you know, uh, it was sort of like, no, I can do it. And it was really his first. No, I can do it. You know, he's just grabbing that ball back. You know, I'm paid. I, you know, no, you guys hired me to do this. I'll make it work. I was like, oh. Rats, <laughs> you know, it's like rats. So the the thing is, the pass for this to work, the pastors have to be willing to pass the ball, and then uh, that organizational leader needs to actually like catch the ball and run with it well. But it's that team kind of thing there. You got to have both happening, right? Because I can't go up to a pastor, grab the ball away, and say, guess what? I'm going to lead this thing really well. And he goes, excuse me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we've, we've talked a lot about trust being, you know, something that you develop. It's not something that maybe happens right at the first right. instance, but the developing trust. And so probably it sounds like the people that are caring about that pastor and doesn't want the pastor to go through the burnout and the stress of all the things being laid on their shoulders. So it sounds like the people of the church, those that maybe have the skill for leadership, but even other people can help and come in and just encourage and say, this is something because we care about you. We care about all the people of the church and maybe you're stretched thin and we want you to be able to work to your strengths. So maybe let's talk for a minute about the gains that the pastor and therefore all the people that the pastor would be serving might 
gain from having, and you were talking about mm-hmm. football analogy. So I have to, in my head, I got a picture. <laughs> so you said, you know, you got the one guy carrying the ball, the other guy carrying the ball. I don't right. know much about rugby, but I always see pictures and they're all carrying the ball down the field. And <laughs> that's kind of the picture you gave me when you were talking about that. Right, right. And that's a great point. I mean, a, a couple of great points in there, Leanne. One is for others to come around the pastor and say, because I think sometimes, and again, it's just the mindset. It's the mindset of the model. The mindset says, if you lay this out, that somebody else is going to take over point leadership organizationally. And I'm not talking about executive pastor. I mean, you know, that's that's a role that I'm not talking about. I'm talking about point leadership of the church. If you're talking to, you know, people in existing models and, and pastors, they're like, well what am I doing wrong? You know, it's, it's like, okay, I'll just, I'll work 90 hours a week then I'll just, you know, buckle up and work. And it's like, no, no, no. How about instead of maybe, uh, working even like 40, why don't you budget in like 20 to work? Because here's the thing about being a pastor. If you budget in 20 hours to work with all the stuff that how life happens, things are going to come up. You know, somebody's going to get sick. Somebody's going to die. Somebody's going to have a crisis, some, you know, some situation. And to have that margin built into your life as somebody that's always caring for people, frontline, soul care kinds of things, you know, let's not budget pastors out at uh, 60 hoping for 80. Let's budget pastors at 20 hoping that maybe, you know, uh, they can functionally handle 40 or 45. This is a call to action too for people that maybe have the gifts of leadership within the church that are sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. And it's a call to say, hey, you know, there's a spot for you within the church to use your God given gifts of leadership to kind of take off some of the weight that the pastor's carrying so that they can truly focus more on soul care. Yeah. And, you know, the people with the gifts of leadership can focus on leadership and organizational care. Yeah. And again, so biblical. I mean, you talk about the body of Christ and the hands and feet mm-hmm. and going, uh, uh, and we can talk about, you know, how journey fits into that in a little bit, but, uh, yeah, just Leanne, I want to go back to what your comments there about how good they were of, of people need. I think this really does start with people that uh, the pastor trusts, uh, people coming around that pastor and just saying, Hey, this is something different we're talking about here. Uh, this is a hypothesis that needs to be tested. Uh, it's not based on just, you know, uh, butterflies and unicorns. It's based mm-hmm. on the Bible. Like, how can we live out the Bible today? Uh, you know, Romans 12 kinds of things, leaders lead, teachers teach. But to have those conversations and just say, we care about you, but here's how it could look if an organizational leader ran point. And let's at least start to the discussion. Let's start talking about that. And so that's a really good point you make is that, you know, just to have those conversations and mm-hmm. not as uh, hammers, like you're not doing a good job, but as, hey, we all need to come together and serve out of our strengths and to um, do this well, because at the end of the day, this isn't about just an organization. It's not just about marketing and making more money. This is about God's church and how we can steward and care for that in a healthy way. So, so I am anxious to know how journey ties in with all this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's here's here's the here's here's the tie-in. So, and I, again, I want to go back now if. <coughs> 
by some miracle, there is still somebody listening that hasn't crossed the line of faith. And they're like, man, okay, that's nice, all that church talk and pastoral talk and leadership talk, but I'm the guy or gal that keeps driving by the churches. You know, I have really no interest in like this whole thing topic at all. Well, here's where hopefully the interest is, is you have a wonderful life that's been given to you and it is a limited time here on earth and whether you believe in God as a creator or not, I think we can all agree we all have a limited time here on earth. So anybody listening to this, wherever they're at on their faith walk or lack of (laughs) faith walk, can jump into coaching and they can jump in with somebody else and just start where they are starting at, wherever that is, and share their story, look at their strengths, look at their weaknesses, and they can just begin that conversation uh, to say, okay, how did how has God wired me up? Even if I don't believe God maybe wired me up, what are my strengths? What are some limitations or weaknesses? What's my view of the world? What's a healthy Christian view of the world? And then to take a step and say, okay, what are one, two, or three next steps then that I can take? But it's that very relational one-on-one kind of uh, step. And that would be the first thing that somebody can do. And purpose. You have a purpose here. Yeah, right. Your life is for a reason. Exactly. And fine, getting a sense of that. And and so, yeah. So that's the first step. The second step then becomes this sort of coaching champion. So people have crossed a lot of faith. They're healthy. They're solid. They're growing. And they say, wow, this coaching thing, this is really neat. You know, seven sessions getting together with somebody. I want to do more of that. You know, they're like this coaching champion. So they take this out and they share it with other people and they coach another person, you know, in the next six months and somebody else and somebody else. And all of a sudden they, you know, they're just coaching a lot of people. They're like this coaching champion. They're like, wow, I'm just going to come alongside people and I'm not the expert. I don't have like, we're all on this journey together. I'm not mm-hmm. this expert, but at least I'm willing to listen. And I've, I've there's this process that, uh, you know, we've put out there that people can follow. And so that's sort of that next step is that coaching champion. And then the third step would be this leader's lead, uh, this person, this guy that would say, okay, I'm going to really step up and look at being that point person at a church, big or small, uh, because there's a lot of organizational leaders out there that have had organizational leadership experience with smaller kinds of organizations. So that might fit better. We maybe not, but might fit better with a smaller church. There's some really big churches out there, right? There's some what we call mega churches, but there's some organizational leaders that have had very effective proven results with huge, you know, business, you know, marketing, uh, outside the church organizations. Uh, it could even be a, you know, the guys run a, a chapter of the United way and has had, you know, 200 staff that he supervised. So smaller organizational leader, bigger organizational leader, either way, they can apply that acumen to that small, medium, large church. Mm-hmm. So, so let's say that I have the gifts of leadership, but I don't know how to get started with church. Yeah. Or where where do I fit in? Yeah. Like where should I go and how should I get started? Well, <clears throat> and and this will probably sound like a broken record as we do more and more podcasts, but you know, it's kind of a boring next step, but reach out uh 
however you reach out through the journey website, through, I think there's a phone number on there through whatever, reach out and let's talk about you, the person who's now going through the coaching. Uh, I had a conversation today and what people tend to do is, uh, a lot of people, I'm not saying everybody, a lot of people look at the material and go, Oh, wow. This is like these, and it's not huge, right? It's like 80 pages or something like that. And there's these seven sessions like, oh yeah, this is really neat. And I'll go look at it. And I I say to people, well, that's fine. You go look at it, but then bring it back and either, you know, give it back to me or experience the coaching. Don't just put it on a shelf because we we don't write this material, you know, so that somebody can put it on the shelf and it can be on their big bookshelf with the other 800, you know, books there. This is really the experience in it. So the specific answer that will be always the answer when somebody asks, what do you do next is go through the coaching with somebody, experience it and take that chance. And it's something that, uh, uh, I was sitting here listening we were doing an earlier podcast where there was talking about sharing stories. I don't think I've ever talked to anybody who has said, Hmm, sat down with you, Jeff, shared my story. Oh, I've been there, done that. I've done that so many times throughout my life. It's just, you know, what, what, what's different about this journey thing than anything else I've gone through? I mean, that's like zero. Uh, people just don't have the opportunity to sit down with another person uh, and actually have them, you know, with open ears, listen to their story. I mean, that's a pretty cool thing in and of itself. So even if you don't go through the whole thing, you, know, you don't have to make it like a Nobody here today needs to make a commitment for the next, you know, decade to lead their church. Nobody needs to make a, a, a long-term commitment to lead other people into coaching. Nobody listening even has to make a commitment to accept Christ or even become a Christian. Okay, don't even forget all about all that stuff. Just make a call, find out more about the coaching, and just sit down for that initial time where you just hear that person's story, what coaching is about, and then, you know, go from there. Take it a step at a time. Awesome. Our time is coming to an end, so we'll wrap it up. We have a few things left to do. One of them is I want to thank Jeff for bringing this topic and sharing um, insights that you have, and Annie for taking time out and being part of this conversation. Um, I'd like to continue the conversation after we even go off the air. So I have a couple of questions to ponder. Um, The first one is, are you a pastor carrying the weight of leading in all areas of your church? Second question is, are you a leader and do you have talents and gifts that you can share and maybe step in and come alongside your pastor and step up and offer to be a leader? If you're in either of those two categories, it might be nice to just do a little exercise, make two columns. One of them would be pastoring or shepherding, and one of them would be leader or administration and maybe separate separate out some duties and start to look at what types of things could be carried in a community manner rather than just piling on to one person. And the third thing is, if you are interested in journey coaching in any, any either of those two categories or you are a listener out there who just is interested in journey coaching, please reach out to us and find out more. And it's been great having this conversation today and having you listen in. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time and make sure you like and subscribe. Visit us at journeycoaching.org and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Start your own journey at journeycoaching.org. Your life, your journey starts now.